And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because... Dogs are barking. When you hear the floating goat, you know there's a comedy show here at mutinyradio.fm. It's Friday night, it's six o'clock. It's time for happy hour. The happiest two hours-ish uh, on the radio with lots and lots of comedians. We have a full list here tonight and I hope that they all stick around for the showcase at 8 o'clock with uh, two headliners that are both traveling comedians, Steve Poggi and Andy Picaro, all the way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's going to be an exciting show tonight. I'm going to be not only bribing you to stay with Indian food, but also with drugs. So if you guys stay for the showcase, I've got CBD punch for all. CBD. Last week, the THC, people drank too much, and it was a little crazy. So this week, we're just going THC, or just CBD. No THC tonight, just CBD. Keep everybody calm. Make sure that they know what the dosages are this time, so I don't get a call from Jason Balmforth on Sunday night wondering if he can make it to work the next day. Uh, marijuana. God, they're edibles. you got to know your dosages, you guys. Uh, come on down, 2781 21st Street, and join us here on the happy hour. We're going to get started right now because we don't have a lot of comics, or we have a lot of comics and not a lot of time. So get ready. Put your hands together for our first comedian, the very young, the very funny, Connor Doherty. <laughs> Always tell them that I'm young. I think I could pass. Wouldn't it be cool if Tums made ants hallucinate because then it would mean that antacid is antacid? <laughs> Do you guys know the author Lydia Davis? Yeah, she's cool. She, if you haven't heard of her, she writes mostly short fiction, gets published in the New Yorker and various other prestigious journal things. Uh, I read this story by her a while ago. It's called Mildred and the Oboe, where this lady sticks an oboe in her vagina and somehow manages to play it. And I was just thinking, this is, this is like literary female privilege, right? Because like, I know that men control the publishing industry and literary press and trade journals and the academy that's responsible for criticism and canonization, but come on, a guy could never get away with writing a story where a lady sticks an oboe in her vagina and somehow manages to play it, right? Check your literary privilege, ladies. Uh, I was walking down, is it on mission? Where's the armory? Is it on mission? Yeah. It's walking past the armory. Everybody knows the armory, right? And I saw a, a fellow wearing a bunch of chain mail, and I thought to myself, this young fellow is in for a most chivalric ass pounding. Uh, Do you guys hear Macklemore came out with a new song? <laughs> I don't think it's about Mauricio. 
It's about it's about white privilege. It's called white privilege too. I don't know. It's like similar goal to Mauricio. It's supposed to scare white people, I guess. But uh, I actually think I think this time, like white privilege too. I think Macklemore is seriously going to put an end to racism, not because the song is going to like you know, solve all the problems, but I feel like collectively we can all come together and end racism so he doesn't need to come out with a white privilege three. <laughs> Still got that new joke smell. Do you guys know what an aquifer is? Yeah. It's the thing under the ground where the water lives. It's like a really dirty lake. Uh, so you all know that we're in a drought. The aquifer, or aquifers, I don't know if it's one or more, but it's in the Central Valley is actually getting compressed such that we are depleting the water level so low that we cannot fill it back in. The soil is actually getting compressed. And so I've heard a lot of people talking about, you know, it's El Nino, we're going to get a lot of rain. That's going to end the drought. But the problem is that this theory does not hold water. Ah. Oh. Uh, I think I'm a secretly militant vegetarian. Um, I think that when you eat meat, you should not flush your poop down. So like, you know, in San Francisco, we're really into lifestyle activism where we're like, oh, I'm not gonna flush the toilet when I pee and I'm gonna take shorter showers. But like, actually none of that stuff matters. Like domestic potable water consumption is essentially zero. So I think that if you're eating meat, which is actually consuming all of the water, you should abide by the rule. If it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, don't flush and think about the consequences of your unsustainable diet. <laughs> What do I want to do for my last minute? You guys, I wrote so much shit. These, this is the good stuff. Can you believe that? Um, oh, yeah, water. So water is going to be like a super scarce resource in the future. I think that in the future, like probably even in some of our lifetimes, there are going to be like when you, if you're super rich, you're just going to have someone to carry water around for you in a vessel, and they will be a vessel vassal. Ah. Uh, the good shit. If you really want to be eco-friendly, the next time you're going to eat a hamburger, just take a shower with a cow. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Let's fucking clean this shit up. You guys ever, like, do you write notes to yourself when you're high? Do you ever feel like later you're, like, pitching yourself? No? That's just me? Okay. All right. I think... I think I'm pretty much, pretty much done. I, I think I had one other weed joke that I wanted to end on, though. That one didn't do very well. But uh, what, it, what was I? Oh, I don't even know. I have this other thing. This is like a shitty joke. But my grandma used to have a, a squirrel baffle to keep the squirrels off of her bird feeder. And I was just thinking of making a stoner baffle where, like, to get to the food or whatever, you have to read a short passage and answer, answer some reading comprehension questions. That is the end. Happy Friday. I'm Connor Doherty. Keep clapping for Connor Doherty, the smartest 24-year-old we've ever seen. Did you go to Stanford or something? Why are you so fucking smart? Maybe. Did you? He did. He went to fucking Stanford. Uh, hey, all the comedians are smart. Um, no, they're not. They're, we all, we, none of us are ever going to make money. How dumb are we? These are just, these are just, Poor decisions, everybody. Uh, your next comedian is a very funny man, and he is going to make a pig leg for some reason, for something. I, I, he's like, Pam, do you have a, do you have a, do you have a glue gun? I'm like, 
Not on me. Left it in my other Martha Stewart pants. But please put your hands together, everyone. It's Ashton Tate. Hello. How's people doing? Great. Yes. Awesome. I was on the bus, and this girl and this guy were on the bus, too. And this girl grabbed her boyfriend's crotch, and she saw me looking at them. Uh, so she winked at me, uh, and yeah. So I winked back, you know, but only after grabbing another guy's crotch. <laughs> Got to show her up. It's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know why, but it seems as though that like whenever someone says they walked in on someone, it's always a bad thing that follows. I never hear of anyone walking in on something good happening, yet running in to someone, that's usually pretty good. Um, but uh, they don't always like work together. Like I ran in on my friend walking in on his roommate, and now we just had to go out in the woods and hide the body. It was, um, <laughs> it was a bad thing. <sighs> so just got to figure that out. Um, like doing this, it's pretty cool. I was wearing a... I learned that if you wear a cardigan that your mom bought you for Christmas while breaking up with someone, she will ask if it's because you're into another guy. Uh, gotta avoid that. Tough to handle. Um, a lot of people say that newspapers are dying in this economy. Do you guys think it's true? I don't know. I would take a poll, but who would read it? Polls are hard to do if you don't have a poll. I tr what I'm trying to say is that... Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, newspapers are going away because less people need to uh, read them secretly while waiting at a cafe. That's why we have people, it's people use the computer. Don't need to hide behind a newspaper when you got the internet, right? It's pretty cool. Just that people go to cafes and then secretly look at other people on their computers. So we're all doing the same thing, really. It's pretty cool. Um, is that McDonald's? implementing the new calorie counter menu. A lot of people already know what the calories are. Do you, you can just guess what the calories are before you know reading how many there are. Some people don't even know what that thing is. Like I was in line with the guy and he said, yeah, I'm trying to watch my figure, so I'm gonna get the number 900. <laughs> and a small side of number 400. It's great. Wish I could find more McDonald's in my local area. Um, Anyone here? I used to work in a restaurant. I was a waiter. And some of the best moments of working in a restaurant are when the people don't accept their food. Because then that means that you get to eat it. Uh, so I found a way that makes that always happen. That's when you bring someone their food and you go, Dad? Uh, they'll, usually say it, they'll usually say it's not theirs. Um, and if it's a mom, then you switch mom for female. Um, that's pretty common. Thank you much. Um, safety is a big concern in this country. That's what I'm here to talk about. Um, it's true. I feel like uh, I feel like drones are our next big issue. Guys, not a lot of people are saying that because they're pretty fun to use. But uh, I'm here to tell you that how do you make people not want drones? I think you make them uncool. I think the way you do that is you have them be seen by the guys who fly helicopters at the mall. That's how we fight terrorism, guys, is with kiosks. Um, just trying to implement, I'm trying to build a mall out in the desert. It's very hard to do. Pretty hard. Uh, I was at the airport. I'm almost done. I was at the airport. And 
walked in on someone. I saw, um, I don't know. It is, it's, it is, it's never good. Um, I used this, um, this limo service at the airport. It was run by the mob. Have you guys ever had that? It's where uh, the person has your name on a piece of paper, but your name's crossed out. And that's, uh, okay, well, that's been it for me. My name's Ben Ashton. You guys have been cool. Have a good night. No, you're cool, Ashton Tate. You're so cool. He is, actually. He's growing his hair out, and he's looking cooler every day. Uh, our next comedian, he always looks cool or maybe cold because he wears shorts, like, even in the wintertime because he's amazingly crazy. Uh, he also runs a show once a month at the New Village Cafe that's super amazing. You should ask him about that and try to get booked on it because it's a lot of fun. Uh, and they pay you, which is, like, unheard of in comedy, right? Why do they pay? They pay you money. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, the hilarious Chris Knatzer. Thank you, Pam. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. She's fucking working her ass off. She's feeding comics. Why in the world you would feed comics is beyond me. They're just going to keep coming. Um, uh, McDonald's. That's all I can think about since you were talking about it. I love McDonald's. I eat there almost every day. And uh, there's always a bunch of, you know, people hanging outside McDonald's. And... Uh, you know, you feel bad sometimes. I, today, I came out of McDonald's, and this guy was like, come on, man, I just need 50 cents for a McChicken. And I was like, you know what? You're doing better than me, because they charged me a buck 29. <laughs> Such a stupid old joke. <laughs> and I won't stop telling it. Um, so everybody's excited about the Ninth Planet, right? Yeah. yeah. No. No. Um, like, people know this, right? The, the exact same scientist who declassified Pluto in 2006 and called it a dwarf planet. So we lost part of our childhood. You lost Brontosaurus, too. I don't know if you read the news, but it's gone. Um, yeah, they were misassembling diplodoc eye bones. Anyway, um, that's true. And brachiosaurs, they fucked it up. Scientists don't know shit. Turn your back on science while you have time. Um, no, but they did. They found a, a ninth planet. They're not going to name it. The scientists won't name it until they can see it in a telescope, uh, which they're hoping will be soon because it's getting closer. And it's a huge elliptical orbit around the sun. Now, how many of you have read Zechariah Stechen's great book, The Twelfth Planet? <laughs> That's a no? Uh, all right. Well, you know, feel free to Google it. And uh, some people know that I'm an alt comic, the alternative to comedy, of course, being, you know, not funny stuff. Um, <laughs> So Google, Google Stechen, or 12th planet, he predicted that there was a planet called Nibiru, and that's home to the Anunnaki, who, right? And, uh, right, you're with me. The Anunnaki, some of you may have heard of uh, as the Nephilim, uh, who are in the Bible. They've been recorded. Uh, this guy is the guy that will show you photos of ancient astronauts, ancient aliens on History Channel. It's all this guy's ideas, way ahead of his time. Anyway, his whole life, people are like, you're such a fucking moron. And then, uh-oh, Nibiru just showed up two days ago. Just wait and find out. Ten times the mass of Earth. I bet you there are nine-foot people on it. They're going to come down here and be like, whoa, it's been 11,000 years. We showed you the agricultural revolution because you weren't ready for it. And this is what you're fucking doing. You're swiping left and right. <laughs> I think it might be destruction time. Um, I'm not as worried about the Anunnaki. You, you know, seriously, but you should worry some. Uh, but I, m what worries me more are robots, right? 
They're already here. How many of you would fuck a robot? That's pretty good. About half? <laughs> yeah. About half. Uh, they're already doing it in Japan. Uh, no, it's true. The super high-end models have uh, a warm body temperature. They're self-lubricating. They're, uh, they're artificially intelligent enough to hold uh, minimal conversation, which it turns out is what dudes want from their sex robots. <laughs> uh, it'll cuddle. Anyway, it's true, and if you can't afford one of these, I encourage you to rape a Roomba. Because, no, I'm serious, you should fuck a robot. Fuck robots while you can. Because pretty soon they're all gonna think, and what do you think they're gonna think about us? They're definitely not gonna fuck us anymore. <laughs> so you need, it's not rape if they're not sentient. Um, it's true, I just, I think you need to think about it because they're coming, it's going to be a problem. Uh, you know, try and derive some pleasure from your replacements um, before it's too late. You know, I, uh, I just, one, one other thing. Um, how many people believe we landed on the moon? Really, more people believe we landed on the moon than would fuck a robot. I don't even know what kind of fucking, I don't know what kind of fucking country we live in. Uh, I know for a fact that we did not land on the moon because if you've seen the video, the flag is waving, right? And there's no way the flag would be waving. It would be stiff with dried cum. <laughs> you think about it. It was the only piece of cloth on the lunar lander. The only piece of cloth. Now, just for a second. I know I'm running long. I'll get off here. But think about how great it would be to masturbate in space. <laughs> Weightlessness? Come on. Think about how great it would be. Male, female ejaculates spurting into the cosmos like a tiny horse head nebula. You're telling me that's not going to be great? And there's three jet pilots all jacked up on their way to the moon in this tiny lunar lander with one piece of cloth? Okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying they mocked Jesus when he told everybody buy as much stock and Coca-Cola as you can, so have fun in the FEMA camps. <laughs> in the FEMA camps, you fucks. That was Chris Ganetzer, yay! Yay, keep clapping for him. Telling us about the future. Uh, I am not afraid of the uh, aliens, because I've met them on DMT, and I know they don't want to hurt me, so everything's going to be okay. It's going to be good. Everything's going to be great, because our next comedian, I've never met her before, which means it's her first time, which means you guys have to clap harder than you've ever clapped. Love her up like she's your sister from another mister. It's Mary Gross! My last name is actually Goss. Oh, oh. oh yeah, you did. Everyone does. Everyone does. It, it applies. Um, but also, I am 24, um, which I feel like is the first age you really can say, like, oh, I'm young, I'm young. But there's a deep and present terror behind your eyes when you say that. Because I'm supposed to be using this time, my early 20s, to trick someone into loving me forever so that I, so that I can get that out of the way before I inevitably succumb to Irish mom body. Which if you don't know what Irish mom body is, it is when someone with my genetics uh, wakes up one day and suddenly realizes that their torso is shaped like a bar of soap. Um, and it's coming for me, it's coming for me. I don't think I'm in the express lane, but there. Um, 
but yeah, I'm currently single, actually, um, which is perfectly fine tragedy on a national level, um, which is okay. But when you're single and your friends are couples and your friends who are couples just really love to tell you exactly what you're doing wrong, which as it turns out is a lot. My main issue being that my standards are apparently too high, which is not something I am used to hearing um, at all because I can comfortably say that I have now dated two people, two adults, uh, who did not have bed frames during the entirety of the time that they were dating. They slept on mattresses on the floor. Um, so I don't know where they think, where my friends think my bar is set at, but it's a, it's about this high. It's like six inches off the ground. That's my bar. Um, so it's low. So it's low. Plus, I mean, in terms of being single, uh, I'm fine with it, and it sucks. But it's also, um, I'm really, like, as you can tell from that particular anecdote, um, I generally date straight men. Uh, not to say that I am straight. It is to say that I am lazy. Because when you're a woman and you're at all attracted to men, um, dating straight men is basically like playing t-ball. Like, it's all, it's all lined up for you. It's all there. You just need to swing vaguely in the right direction and something's gonna happen. Um, so I am, I am very, very lazy and that's why I date straight men um, for the most part. But it's also, I mean, I'm just so, I'm so lazy when it comes to dating. Uh, my whole attitude towards dating is basically like, it's like that thing when you're already in bed um, and you are like trying to go to sleep and then you realize like, oh crap, like I'm actually really hungry. But the fridge is like, it's really far away and you have to go like compile a snack and then you have to eat the snack and you don't feel like doing any of that. Uh, not, you don't wanna go through the whole rigmarole so instead you just jerk off and go to sleep. Um, that's my attitude towards dating. <laughs> and plus it's like, in that analogy, it's basically like, to even get a fridge, you have to go through a bunch of other fridges who aren't really looking for anything serious right now. They just wanna chill, cause they're fridges. <laughs> Everyone hates that joke, but I like it a lot. Um, yeah, and I mean, as far as, as, far as that's concerned, um, fridges are, don't fuck a fridge. That's not what I'm trying to say here. Um, you can if you want. You should definitely fuck robots. I'm on board with that, absolutely, for, and for sure, fuck robots. But fridges, maybe not. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's all I've got to work with tonight, so thank you. Keep it going for Mary Goss. Yes. Don't fuck your fridge uh, unless you can get your dick in the ice dispenser. That might be fun. I don't know. Uh, your next comedian gets an extra minute. Why? Because she bought me a beer. It's that easy, you guys. I mean, I can be bribed just as easily as you can. Uh, very funny lady. You guys are going to love her. Clap wildly for Mary Bushy. Thanks, Pam. She just, I hate using the term hooked me up, but she hooked me up with a new skateboard. I lost my last one in a bar when I was drunk. I kept saying someone stole it. Um, I've apparently been playing the wrong game because I've like been aiming for straight guys for a very long time and like the past three guys were gay. I'm playing like soccer. Um, <laughs> fuck. Um, is it the Elvis shirt? <laughs> 
Um, so everyone's been talking a lot about work. I work at a mission bowling club as a waitress. And so I almost got fired because I told a techie to shove that selfie stick up her ass. Yes! <laughs> so they gave me like a last chance. And so I've been all uh, smiles and sparkles ever since. And like my customer service game has just been like, boom. But like guys have been taking that as, oh, she, she wants, she, uh, that means I can go put my dick in her mouth right now in public. <laughs> Like, the personal space play thing has become a real hindrance at my work. Like, I don't know why I'm talking about it. It's just bothering me. Anyway. Um, so, what was I going to talk to about tonight? People always wonder, like, Mary, how did you go from being, like, how do you do it? Like, how do you go from being this international model to being, you know, a stand-up comic in San Francisco and a waitress at a bowling alley? And it's not that hard. You just need two elements to become a model and a comedian. Low self-esteem and a terrible cocaine addiction. You can all do it. You can all get Tyra Mail. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to do a lot of drugs um, when I was a model. Like, we had to do 12 castings a day. Modeling's really fucking easy, but if you're not eating, it's a little difficult. So I used to play this game called um, Ecstasy Roulette, where I put it um, ecstasy, like dolphins, in my um, medicine bottle box or whatever, and then, you know, randomly just not look in there and see if every morning take a pill and then see if my castings were a little easier that day. <laughs> Kept the weight off, like, amazingly. And then I realized that, like, you know, it wasn't consi consistent enough and became, like, a coke addict. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> those were the days. I remember being, like, completely high and watching Intervention and being like, they just don't know what they're doing. They're not doing it the right way. <laughs> um, I also don't understand why, like, uh, Vogue magazine and stuff doesn't hire dead, mo dead girls instead of models. They look the same. They're really skinny. They, I don't know. No, I'll work on work in park. No, <laughs> like they hired Jaden Smith, Will Smith's son, to be a model, like in gen like girls' clothes, and supposed to be gender mindful or whatever. And I'm like, you're not breaking any barriers. You're just in a dress. Like, <laughs> cut off your dick and maybe we'll talk. But I don't know. And then the girls all look like the same size as him. So designers want girls to look like teenage boys. Is my point. And moving on, um, speaking of dead girls, uh, I, w I think a lot about death. Um, this is a dark set. <laughs> Should have planned this one a little better. I do think a lot about death. Like, people say the key to happiness is having something to look forward to, and I look forward to dying. So I'm pretty ha having a happy life. Ed looks worried. <laughs> But um, I have a, a death role model, Lois. She was my grandmother. Um, she, she did a bunch of really cool shit. And then when she was unable to do cool shit anymore, she was ready to die. Um, and she was atheist, and she started to believe in God just so God would grant her prayers of letting her die. <laughs> Should I change? <laughs> Should they change my joke right now? Um, okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, so she would write me from ages 10 to 17, like every three months saying, all right, Mary, this is my last letter to you. I'm hoping to, I think I'm on my way out now. 
by the way, lay off the drugs and eat a sandwich. Love, Grandma. <laughs> um, but God didn't take her life. He did take her leg, however. They had to amputate her. Okay, I don't think I'm going to finish this. <laughs> it, it hit well last night. But anyway, she lost her fucking leg. That was, it was a bummer. But it was, and my aunt didn't understand why she lost 10 pounds. I'm done. All right, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Mary Pluche. Wait, 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 wait. Go back up there. Will you, do, will, you do, will you do a solid for me? Or you can even do it there. Do that, do that thing that models do where they hunch over, but they still look. That, that's it. That's the high fashion look. Why is that high fat? What is that? I love it. It's like the turtle giraffe together at last. Yay, Mary Bushy, yay. I loved your set like two weeks ago when you read from your diary. That was also fucking brilliant. Do that again. Uh, you guys, your next comedian is not wearing his gorilla suit tonight. What does that mean? Uh, does it mean he's still, it's, he's not willed a gorilla tonight. He's just himself, which is, is he not here? Is he outside? Crazy old willed a beast. Is he inside or outside? He's poopy. Tell him we're wasting precious, precious seconds on his ass, not paying attention to where he not was on the Not paying attention. Don't even know if Will this mic's beast. working. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Uh, you know, I, I never really, I, I'm always trying to do jokes, and uh, I never really even, like, explain anything about myself or even talk about myself or say anything. So tonight I'm just going to say some things. Um... I'm from Massachusetts. I'm a mass hole to start off. Uh, I've been out here in California for two years. Um, one of the most interesting things I've seen in California that I've never saw on the East Coast are tweakers. Everybody's familiar with those things? Yeah. Fucking amazing. I, I, not when I was there, not in my circle, I don't know. I, I was with the crackheads and all those other fucking cokeheads. Um, but, uh, what? Uncle Howie? Uncle Howie? Fuck yeah, Uncle Howie. <laughs> Who's Uncle Howie? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so tweakers. I have a joke about tweakers, actually. Do you know the difference between a crackhead and a tweaker? Yes. What is it? Tweakers do meth, crackheads are on crack. No, well, that is a good difference, but there is another <laughs> difference, too. A crackhead will steal your wallet, and a tweaker... He'll steal your wallet, but then he'll help you look for it all night. <laughs> Those are the real differences. <laughs> the other shit just breaks down all the same, so you'll never know. But, uh, so yeah, I was in a coma for like 10 years. <laughs> That's true. It's true. Self-induced, obviously, but yeah, you know. Um, and, uh, what else about me? I'm not that exciting, I guess. I dealt drugs for about 14 years. Um, it sucked. It was great. It's, I don't know. <laughs> fucking, it was weird. <laughs> I did a lot of drugs. We don't care about drugs, do we? No, we don't care about drugs. I'm four years sober. I just Woo! celebrated four years, like last month. For all the AA friends of Bill here. Woo! Um... Fuck, man. I'm not that interesting. <laughs> I like wearing a gorilla suit. <laughs> when, when in doubt, <laughs> always go gorilla suit. Uh, that's it for me tonight. I'm, I don't know. I'm just not, my energy's not here tonight. Thank you, though. Thank you. 
That was great. He gave you guys two more minutes. You got to clap harder for him because he just gave you guys two minutes. Yeah. Your next comedian. He's been gone for a while, and I am so happy that he's back. I don't know where he's been hiding. He wasn't outside smoking cigarettes. Where have you been? For the, well, he'll tell us all of his jokes, and we'll find out all about him. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Calvin Albright. Mutiny Radio, good to be back. Uh, I was gone. I was uh, home in Long Beach, California. That's where I'm from. And since leaving, coming back in a... Uh, Coming, leaving and coming back again. I've, I've developed this weird civic pride about Long Beach, which I never thought I had. Like, if someone talks shit on, like, Snoop Dogg or Sublime, like, I used to not care, but now I'm just at their throats. Like, don't you talk shit on a legend. You are nothing compared to them. Ah! That joke works so much better when I was in Long Beach and people did give a shit about Snoop Dogg or Sublime. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I was on the bus over here, and you know how people say you're supposed to listen to your body, right? You're supposed to listen to what your body's telling you. And what does it mean when you get an erection from the vibrations on the bus? <laughs> but I figured it out, guys. I'm a metrosexual. <laughs> that makes all of us. <laughs> Oh, that's, that joke's like candy a friend dared you to eat. The taste won't leave your mouth. <laughs> oh, man. The th things about, like, uh, you know, when, like, a lot of comedians in here, like, mostly, if not all, just, you know, when you're starting out, you just, you'll write anything down, and you'll tell anything, and you write, you write a lot of bad jokes, and you tell a lot of bad jokes, because you're like, okay, uh, yeah, academia's not it for me, and I'm not attractive, so I can't do that. I got humor. Humor. <laughs> academia <laughs> and you sit down you're like okay I'm gonna be funny you sit down oh fuck I can't write anything down uh pay less shoes should be called pay more uh, okay put that one check for okay that'll be an opener maybe a closer that one's really good <laughs> uh but you can't you can't just sit down and write jokes they kind of come to you and when you're like trying to start out doing humor they they start they start coming to you and then uh, they hit you and it's so terrible to have just terrible jokes hit you so much and you just keep trying to tell them like i was walking down the street and my brain was like uh why did the mexican get a discount on his meal he got the senor discount ah. I, that is not a sustainable career to be coming up with jokes like that <laughs> i want to keep doing this <laughs> yes yes it is <laughs> i want to be coming up with good jokes not like shit like that and I, 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 I'm like, come on, brain, can you give me anything? Because, like, fucking Steve, scary guy, oh, God, I can't remember the guy who wrote it. Stephen King fucking wipes his ass and people will pay $1,000 for it. Some fucking guy wrote 16 Airbud movies. There are 16 Airbud movies. I tried and write a joke, and what comes out is, what did the guy say on his first day at the sex toy factory? If you build it, they will come. Oh, no, don't apply that. <laughs> what I'm saying is I want to write better jokes than the one I'm doing now. Uh, I, you, okay, man. <laughs> Five dollars, because I got I to gotta turn a profit. <laughs> uh, I did recently uh, go through a bit of a breakup, and by that I mean the only woman who would text me back will no longer text me back. Ugh. <laughs> uh, but it's got me feeling, you know, like a puddle of mud, you know? 
because she fucking hates me. <laughs> really? Because that's the best one I've told all night. You guys remember grunge megastars of the 90s, right? Puddle of Mud with their seminal hit, She Fucking Hates Me. Was that not a good callback? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do have a lot of problems in my life. Like, I'm one of those guys who everything I eat goes just straight to my dick. And <laughs> it sounds appetizing, but come on, when you eat a whole Little Caesars pizza and that goes straight to your dick, your dick just looks like a whole chewed up Little Caesars pizza. No one wants to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I had a, something I wanted to end on. Uh, I, do, I do deal with stress. I do smoke, and other than that, I, I eat a lot. I, I, I turn to cigarettes, and in particular, candy cigarettes. And I've kind of been doing those way too much, and, and I got candy cancer, guys. That's right, diabetes. <laughs> oh, fuck, I could... Yeah, whatever, fuck it. <laughs> That's my ending. Candy cigarettes, diabetes, candy cancer. He probably, no, I mean, I, I guess you smoke real cigarettes, not candy cigarettes anymore. But those were cool, weren't they? Clap again, Calvin Albright, yay! yay! Holy fuck, you're in for a treat! Your next comedian is back! He's back! Yeah! We're so fucking happy, you guys, he's back! Oh my god, the baby angel is back in town! Yeah. Clap wildly, yes, I am so excited, I'm gonna clap wildly. It's Ethan Albers, yay! Yeah. Baby Angel, is this on? That sounds like it's on. One more time for Pam, ladies and gentlemen. Keep it going. The place changed. I like this. I like that. Uh, Calvin, you still in the room? Puddle of Muds from the 2000s. Come on now, man. Don't take that. It's not the 90s. It's not that way. In case you guys are wondering where I was at, I was up in Oregon and doing about the most Oregon thing you could do. I turned my school bus into a tiny home. I did that. I worked with my hands. Here's the thing. When I was up in Oregon, I ran into a problem on the project, so I took peyote. I took peyote, guys, for my project, right? For incitement. Just like getting enlightenment in the project. But you know what? Wildebeest knows. God kept interrupting me. And I'm like, get out of here, God. You don't know how to build a headboard, okay? Get out of here. Peyote. I don't know. Great. It's great stuff. I don't know. I was uh, actually, I was thinking, this guy actually reminds me of it. Uh, I was thinking about the most expensive day I've ever had. The most expensive day I've ever had is the day I degloved my thumb. I like how one guy last time, no, it's not supposed to be funny. It's where your thumb comes off, guys. That's where it comes. Don't worry. I'll bring it around. So here it is. I'll bring it around. It's one of those days where I was living in Portland. I decided I was a fucking poet. Man, I was a poet. I was drinking gin at like 10 a.m. So when 10 p.m. comes around, I'm walking back all drunk. I see these two guys wheeling down this trail with my neighbor's bike. You know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm a good Samaritan. And I'm like, hey, that's not your fucking bike. Which doesn't make any sense because I hated my fucking neighbor. But I'm like, that's not your bike. And then they turn around, and I've been telling people for years they attacked me. But reality, I probably ran my mouth a lot more to these fuck faces. And they beat me up. They beat me up. I went down a decorative rocks. Thumb comes off, okay? That's, I know. Bear with me. Eye contact. It's okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to wait make it through this. 
because it gets better. It gets a lot better. So I'm drunk and I'm bleeding. I'm a half a block from my house. And I go up and I have these carpeted stairs. I go up, white walls. I go in, carpeted apartment. And I go in there. And what do I do? My thumb's off. I'm responsible, drunk lunatic. What do you do? You call in sick for work the next day, guys. So I call my boss crying and go, Rick, my thumb's off. I won't be able to valet cars tomorrow. I'm sorry. He's just like, Jesus Christ, what's going on? Like, my thumb's off. Long story short, I can't drive a shit shift tomorrow, man. I'm sorry. It's like, Jesus, call 911. And at that very time, my girlfriend at the time comes up the stairs, just blood. Just going to the Goes in there, and I'm just crying on the floor with my boss, Rick, on the phone. She goes, Rick, we have to go. Ethan needs to go to the hospital. She hangs up. And we go with not the end of the story. My fucking drunk rampage, lunatic page is not done. So I wind up at the hospital. I'm so drunk. I'm in there. And I just watched Michael Moore sicko. So they're coming in. And I'm like, I know the health care. You did not people. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, whoa. And it just would leave the room. I sat in the emergency room for seven hours. That's how drunk I was. Because I was attacking every single poor medical student coming in that time. So they finally come in, plop it on, no anesthetic, sew it on. I know it's intense. And the guy looks at me, the other guy says, he goes, hey, get your ass in AA. I'm like, fuck this guy. All right. So I leave. But here's the thing. This is how it's the most expensive day. Top of the hospital bill being like $1,500, $1,800, whatever. I had medical insurance. It was like 20 bucks. Like, I was a valet, dude. I was fucking rich. Come on. But what it was, was it turns out between me leaving my girlfriend's work and me getting beat up, apparently I decided to stop by a jewelry store because Ethan was going to get married. <laughs> going to propose to the girl. And I apparently dropped $1,500 on a ring but wasn't sure about her ring size. I was like, I'll come back. So then a couple of days later, with my shame, I had to go find a jewelry store. There's five jewelry stores on this block. I just walked in, and I was like, no, I don't know you. Walked in, and I finally walked in one. And they're like, oh, you're back. Are you drunk still? I'm like, Jesus, what'd I do? And they would not refund my money, guys. I've returned the wedding ring. They will take that back. Not this place, Will the Beast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Ethan Albers is not getting married. Yay! No marriage, no babies, just a tiny house with a wonderful girlfriend and one singular dog. Uh, Your next comedian. Uh, This is his second week here, and I'm excited that he's back, and he brought friends. You guys, especially his friends, clap like crazy. It's Devin Kiltz. What's up, everybody? Well, we're so glad work is done, right? 40 hours a slave. Now we're here. That's Work the Movie. I'm working on that one. Um, San Francisco is a fun place. I like to call it uh, America's largest outdoor public toilet. Uh, people always look like they're either like uh, shopping in the street or they're going to the airport, and they can't decide where they're going. Um, anyways, I, uh, I noticed that I'm dripping with privilege up here. It's nice being a white male in 2016 here. Looks like there's a law belange growing underneath my foot, so I apologize for gentrifying ahead of time. Just to kick that out of the way. Oh, there's a noodle house right there. Um, anyways, I was thinking, I was at a party the other day, and uh, people always you know, are quick to, to ask you what you do 
in San Francisco. It's a, it's a very competitive place. And uh, I don't really do that much cool shit. I work in customer service, which is, you know, not that exciting. And uh, I was thinking about, man, what, are, what would be some fun jobs for, you know, to work that would be easy money? And the first thing that came to my mind was college elective teacher. And, uh, you know, what would you do in that job? So I started, you know, daydreaming. I was walking through the tenderloin, also known as Bedbug and Beyond. And I saw a tumbleweed of heroin needles go by. And I was thinking. And all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, okay, first day of class. I mean, all right, everybody, welcome. This is uh, People Magazine versus Dinosaurs. Uh, we're going to be talking about Taylor Swift's wardrobe over here on the projector. Talk about her past and present boyfriends. And uh, you're going to do your best impression of Christopher Walken. I'm going to pass around some Skittles and go to my car for 25 minutes and jack off. Also, none of this will be on the final. Okay. Tomorrow we'll be talking about IKEA furniture and how to reset your clock during a power outage. Uh, yeah. So you know that would have been easy money. And I was thinking, oh shit. Okay, what's another fucking thing that you see all the time? Uh, oh shit, commercials, right? Uh, car commercials are always the same. So what do you do? What's it, what is it this week, Phil? Okay, you're directing the show. What are we doing? Okay, man, we're gonna get the car. Okay. Great. Like where we're going here. We're gonna get the car and we're gonna wash it. We're gonna get it really clean. And then we're gonna drive the car down the street. Okay, I like that, that's amazing. No one's ever done that before. We're gonna drive the car down the street, we're gonna film it. We're gonna get a shot of it. There's the building right there. Here are the windows, you can see the reflection of the car. No one's in the street because this is some dystopian future where everyone has good credit. And uh, the car turns right and boom, we cut to the black, 0% APR for 18 months, $3,000 cash back. Jesus Christ, Phil, you fucking, Jesus. Paul Thomas Anderson over here, get out of here. Get out of car commercials, you're amazing. Um, recently went through a breakup, uh, was dating a girl who was very large and in charge, and what I mean by that is uh, I found her in the back of Dairy Queen uh, in handcuffs. Uh, you will see her at the Super Bowl, though, during halftime as the Goodyear blimp. So, <laughs> That's all I got. That's it, man. I'm out of here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Fat jokes from a skinny man. Devin Kelts. Yeah. Brave. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you. I don't see Katie Carnes. She's not here. Where's Katie? She's not outside, I don't think, either. I don't know. Someone else must have signed her up. Uh, all right. Don't do that because uh, then you're not here and it doesn't work. But our next comedian is all the way from Germany. And she's fucking hysterical. We enjoy her very much here at Mutiny. She's brand new to San Francisco, and she's been at every open mic, and you're going to see her at even more. Clap wildly. It's Ingrid Wenzel. Thanks, Pam. Yeah, I'm new to the city, and I just cover new things every day. And I just recently found out that I can be German and stupid at the same time. <laughs> Which I really wasn't aware that's actually possible. Because I was waiting for the bar train by the sign that tells you when the next train comes, you know, 3, 12 and so on. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I said, wow, that's cool that they not only show the minutes until the next train comes, but also the seconds. That's why my friend next to me said, those aren't seconds. Those are the minutes until the train after the next train comes. 
you guys all knew that, right? <laughs> Damn, you didn't? Oh, okay, <laughs> thanks. And, um, and you know when you, <laughs> when you say something so stupid out loud that you're like, I hope no one hurt me. But then you turn around and realize, yeah, everyone hurt me because they all looked up like, what the fuck did she just say? And it's not the fact that I thought it was seconds. It's the fact that I thought it was awesome that they had seconds. <laughs> yes, I can calculate my arrival to the very second. What's up? I'm going to be there in three minutes and 12 seconds. Pick me up. Don't be late. And it's like we are obsessed with punctuality. Like, if I invite my friends over for 8 a.m. or p.m. whatever and they show up five minutes late, I'll look for new friends. <laughs> the only excuse for a German to be late is to be dead. <laughs> Sam can't make it to dinner, unfortunately. Why, he died? Yes, okay. <laughs> When's the funeral? I'll be on time. And you know, we are we're so obsessed with being on time, we don't do small talk. Small talk doesn't exist in our culture, also because we are mean and rude and direct, but that those go together handy. Psh, exactly. <laughs> and, um, thanks man. Um, we don't do small talk because we say it's a waste of time. When you ask a German, hi, how are you? They will tell you, oh, actually, my back hurts. Uh, and my youngest just got into drugs. <laughs> and I'm getting bullied at work. How are you doing? And um, because we're very honest people. When we meet new people, it's like, hi, oh, you look like shit. Thanks, I didn't know that. But you kind of have bad breath. Uh, thanks for letting me know. Man, you got something between your teeth, Is that poppy seed? No, that's actually cavity. And that's a conversation I have not totally made up, but that I've heard on a Rosetta Stone beginner's class German <laughs> CD. <laughs> and that's all I want to try out today. Thank you, Pam. Even Germans use the Rosetta Stone. I can't believe it. Yay, Ingrid, yay. Your next comedian's funny guy. I'm really glad that uh, you came back. It's been a while since we've seen you. Uh, he's been on previous Pamtastics, and he and uh, he's here tonight. I'm excited that he's here. You guys are gonna really love his jokes. Clap wildly! It's David Roth. Hey. This, this work it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> Except for our thousands of listeners. Um, so yeah, I was um, I was helping out my nephew with his math homework, and uh, I think it was uh, I don't know what these problems were. It was like the same problems I had when I was a kid. It was like Carlos traded ninety mangoes to Maria for three donkeys. <laughs> How many mangoes is each donkey worth? My nephew lives in Milwaukee in the year 2016. Like. Why is he learning to barter in an 1850s Pueblo? <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. And like, who's writing these problems? Like, someone's like, hmm, how can I make 90 divided by 3 racist? <laughs> yeah, I just don't... <laughs> 
I don't get it. I don't know if we're like trying to add cultural flavor to like math, but I don't think we need like broke Mexicans in our word problems like any more than they need like rich Americans and their word problems. Like do you think down in Mexico they're like <laughs> coming up with stereotypical American problems? It's like Preston's mom PayPal'd him five hundred dollars <laughs> for an iPad that costs three ninety nine. If tax is nine percent, can he afford Apple Care? Um, yeah, immigration. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about some real issues, Pam. Yeah. Let's do it. Why not? Mexicans, and then there's a solid choice. Whoa, fucking mumble mouth on my transitions. <laughs> so nervous in front of all you comics. Um, yeah, like, I lived in Texas and Michigan for most of my life, and uh, very different views on immigrations. Texans, they, like, want to build a wall. They're like, I want to shoot me an illegal. But, like, Michigan, my home state, do you know how flattered we would be if anyone ever swam across the Detroit River? <laughs> be like, oh my God, you chose the Mitten State. You came here for a better life. How brave and horribly misinformed you must be. Detroit. I mean, if anyone ever swam across Detroit, that guy would be like a state hero instantly. We would name our finest abandoned factory after him. <laughs> We'd be like, sir, look around. You can have any house you want for just a dollar. That's not special treatment. That's just the price of homes here. Like living in Michigan, I've seen like countless Canadians like drive across the border, take one look at Motown, be like, we got to get the fuck out of here right about no. Just like do a Yui. <laughs> I know, that was a shitty, that was a shitty Canadian accent. It was a Fargo accent. I didn't take the time to learn the distinction. Sorry, you deserve better, ma'am. <laughs> Need Ontario? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. They just sound American. It, wasn't, it just wouldn't work for the bit when I was trying it. My other mics. Oh, yeah, thank you, Pam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, Detroit is shitty. It's shitty. Um, and people are just kind of, I don't know, people are bummed out. There's that, not that much to do. They're just depressed. There's not much to do. So a few Jews took it upon themselves to break ground on a new Holocaust museum. <laughs> that was the solution for the Jews. Yes, I know that you're from Germany, but there's actually a Holocaust museum in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, like a city that's basically like a Holocaust has a Holocaust museum within it. It's like Inception. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and my mom really wanted me to go. You know, that's like our that's like our national pastime. If you're a Jew, you just got to check out the Holocaust museums. Um, and I, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to go to some like bush league little engine that could Holocaust museum, right? Like, I don't want to go to some like shit show. You know, because I feel like they have like all the cr all the crap artifacts. I mean, there's an amazing museum in Jerusalem in D.C. Like, I don't want to get like I don't know water damaged diaries of Anne Frank or signs that say, signs that say like Hail Hilter. You know, like I want the good shit. Um, I have more to this joke, but I think my time's up. Thank you guys so much. David, not Lee, Roth, yay! Yeah, did you get so much shit as a child because your name was David Roth? I mean, why did your parents do that? David Lee Roth, David Roth. No, did you didn't get mercilessly made fun of as a child? My parents never heard of Van Halen, even though I was born in 1980. They never, 1980, oh, oh, U812, my God. Uh, yay, David Roth. Uh, our next comedian is also very young, but very funny. Every time I see him, he gets funnier. 
There is he. I don't see him. I'm trying to make eye contact, but he might be outside. He has red hair, and he's kind of tall. Adam Strawbridge. Actually, I'm going to skip him. Fuck him. He fucked up on the list. Uh, hey, your next comedian. I'll come back. Oh, there he is. Okay, sorry. Not fuck you. He's here. He's here. When they're outside, I get pissed off because I'm like, you just don't care to pay attention. But he did. There he is. Hey, everybody. It's Adam Strawbridge. Yay. I don't have red hair. What do you guys think? We're all lighting technicians now. Um, this is this is a true story. One of the first times I got a boner was in the Holocaust Memorial in DC. I had just seen the Crazy in Love music video with Beyonce. She dances around in jeans, and it was stuck in my head all day. It felt really inappropriate. I like when I have a really messy poop and my butt itches. So then when I wipe, it's like mixing business with pleasure. You guys know what I'm saying? Um, there's like an election coming up, right? There's primaries. There's been a lot of talk about it. I th there's always like a far left candidate and a far right candidate in this stuff. I think if I had to be a politician, I'd be like a far out candidate. You guys know? Yeah. Boogie boards for every bro and chicks drink free. <laughs> Righteous. Uh, pandas are really cute, right? We all like pandas, but they're going extinct. They're not going to be around much longer because uh, males won't mate with females in captivity. It's like a big problem. But I read about at the San Diego Zoo, researchers taught a male panda a sign language so they could ask what's going on and the male panda said her pussy stinks <laughs> so they're gonna work on that that was a polarizing punchline uh, <laughs> yikes um, I, has, I had like a very supportive upbringing in a little suburb in Connecticut with nice parents which was cool at the time but now it's kind of frustrating because it's like you know give me some material mom and dad um, my, th my parents have some flaws. So, like, my dad is a really dangerous combination of being very conservative and being a strong Republican, but also having a really like corny sense of humor. So we're like walking down Market Street one time, and we cr come across this homeless woman with a sign that says, "I'm hungry," and my dad kneels next to her and says, "Hi, hungry. I'm Stephen." <laughs> All right. My mom has a similarly bad flaw. My mom's very racist, but it's just like really ignorant. 90s suburban brand of racism where it's really just ignorance. So like my mom thinks any group of three or more black guys playing music together is reggae. Even if it's like a string quartet. She'll be like, oh, what beautiful reggae. <laughs> no mom, that's Beethoven. Um, some people think Beethoven was black, but that's just because white people made a lot more money than him doing covers of songs he wrote. So it can be confusing. Music history? Fuck. Um, I'm going to keep, all my jokes have had a P keyword, so I'm going to keep it going. Um, patents are pretty cool, if you think about it, but they're kind of weird, too, because it's like you own an idea. So, like, there's a string cheese patent. Like, some guy just invented the idea of selling individually wrapped sticks of cheese, and now legally he owns that idea, which I think must have been a pretty fun brainstorming session. Just like, how do we sell in more cheese, guys? Oh, just sell it in sticks. They'll go apeshit for it. They'll love it. And we did. And now if you want to sell individually wrapped sticks of cheese... You need his permission. I think that's pretty far out. And that man's name was Albert Einstein. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. It's not working before I say the Albert Einstein part, so I gotta cap it with that. Um, what the fuck else? 
Search engines are pretty wild. Computers have gotten pretty smart. You guys remember Ask Jeeves? That was like an OG search engine. Now it's gone. I'm kind of glad it's gone because I wasn't a fan of it. Google is great. It's like a non-judgmental friend that you can tell all your secrets to. It's great. But looking for porn on Ask Jeeves was like borrowing your stepdad's Playboy. It felt really icky. felt wrong. Bing is like the nerd that no one asked in the conversation. Thanks. I know where boobs are too. No one asked. Bing. Bing is actually the best for finding boobs. That's the secret. Um, that's why it's still around. All right, how do I wrap this up? Um, I take Bart every now and then. We all probably do. That's a kind of banal statement. Bart's really cool. They got this new slogan, though. It's Bart dot, 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 and you're there, which frustrates me, though, because they mean Bart, comma, and you're there, like Bart, and then instantaneously you're there. But the dot, 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 I think, is more true to the Bart experience of, like, Bart, and then you wait two hours while the police detain a homeless man in a tutu. And then you're in West Oakland. All right, thanks, guys. I'm Adam Strawbridge. Adam Strawbridge. Wild, amazing clapping. Yes. Our next comedian is new to the room. He's never been here before. So please, please, please make him feel welcome. welcome. And you do that by slapping your meat paws together for Ahmed Abdullah Rahman. Hi, uh, that's how I'm feeling right now. Um, yeah, uh, my name is Ahmed. As you guys probably guessed, I'm a comic who's not afraid to bomb. Um, yeah. uh, I like music, all kinds of music. Um, like, you probably can't tell, but I like hip hop. You know, you probably couldn't tell that at first glance, but I do. I, I don't like, uh, like terrible hip hop. I don't like what we hear now, you know? Like, I don't like Drake. Not because he makes bad music, because, but because he's a liar. You know, I've never met a black man who started from the bottom and they were born in Canada. I mean, where the ghetto was at in Canada? At the end of Niagara Falls or something? Like, you stayed in your wheelchair, Degrassi. Fuck. Um, and there's a lot of, like, really, like, retarded rappers out right now. Like, there's this one named Tory Lanez, and I don't listen to him because I think he's a terrible rapper. I've actually never heard his music. The reason I don't listen to him is because Tory Lane is the name of a porn star, and like, why, why would you call yourself a Tory Lanes? Like, who told him that was a great idea? Like, one of his friends was like, "Yeah, bro, that's what you need to call yourself. People are gonna hear that. They're gonna think you're harder than the dick she takes." Like, like no, man, that's not the thuggish mentality. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm from Oakland uh, originally. I moved out of here. I moved out of the Bay Area a couple years ago, and I just got back. And it's changed, man. They call it uh, gentrifying. Let's call it what it really is, colonizing. <laughs> Kicking all of us out. I'm coming back, though. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I miss the old Oakland, man. Like, I miss the fear that you get, like, walking around. Now I feel that whenever I walk around the Tenderloins, which I just found out is a ghetto. <laughs> I didn't know that until yesterday. Uh, I have a lot of fears. Um, one of my biggest fears is surprise ninja attacks. And I feel like the... Pl- I feel like the place for that to happen is here in San Francisco. I've seen a lot of dudes dressed as girls walking around. Very clever disguise. I'm not fooled, ninja. <laughs> Shit. That's how they get you, you know? Put on that makeup. Flash. Uh, stop. Uh, I want to get my pilot's license, but I don't want to earn my Red Wings. Um, oh, oh. How many, here ha- how many people here have the Red Wings? Come on, let's be honest. Okay, cool. You're all in the same boat as me. <laughs> Uh, I'm a proud pussy, uh, I'll continue. I'm a proud pussy eater. 
I'm a proud pussy eater, and one of my uh, worst fears is if a girl like just has starts having her period all over my face. By the way, eating a girl out while she's having her period—that's earning your red wings. Um, and but I'm a like I'm an easygoing guy, you know. I'd make light of a situation. I just smear on my face, put on a cape, and just go. I'm cutting Dracula. <laughs> right? It's my new Halloween costume. It's, t- no, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm a, I'm pretty broke, you know. I'm so broke, I don't even go to funerals because I can't afford to pay my respects. <laughs> All right. That was a cheap one. It's cool because I'm broke. <laughs> uh, I used to have a dog named Isis, right? Yeah. Um, but don't worry, I had her before the whole Isis thing. She was topping off heads off army soldiers a long time ago. <laughs> Tearing up America's backyard for as long as I've had her. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm going to end it with that. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. Keep clapping for Ahmed Abdullahrahman. Yes. Red wings. Oh, my goodness. That's actually not... Cunt, Cunt Dracula is actually probably one of the cleverest uh, with the blood on your face. That's one of the cleverest Halloween costumes I've heard of in a very long time. I think you should do that this year. Uh, I think all men should... No, they shouldn't. Your next comedian, another uh, great comedian. I'm glad that he's here. Always in shows all over the Bay Area. You guys are going to love him. It's Adam Perlstein. Uh, cool. So um, this, is a, uh, this is a new look for me. I shaved my head like, um, like a month ago. Thanks. Uh, and um, I talked to my agent. He's just like, all right, if you want to keep this new look, I can only cast you as a supervillain or a pedophile. And I'm like, wait a second. So is the pedophile like the protagonist? Like, how's, can I read the screenplay? It's an interesting storyline. He's like, no, you idiot. That's not how it works. I try to keep my hair. Um, uh, I talked to my barber, not the barber, like the guy from Supercuts. And he was just like, here's what you got to do. You got to stop taking hot showers. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, what's happening is, is that the hot water, it's hitting your head and it's preventing the hair from growing. I'm like, that makes no sense at all because when I'm taking the shower the water's not hitting my head it's going down my back through my asshole and I got plenty of hair on that shit so how does that even work out uh, it's cool that like certain animals like human beings were animals we don't look like animals like you know but like I mean they, the animals have like defense mechanisms right like some can change colors some like shoot poison like human beings like our defense mechanisms are like are weird like what's like you know I, I use big words around people that make more money than me like that's my defense mechanism I use a deep voice around guys that are taller than I am that's what I wear black so I don't look fat it's my defense mechanism um uh, political correctness um, is very um, uh, something that people pay a lot of attention to nowadays. We don't want to offend anybody, but um, I think that we're kind of hypocrites. Where like we accept people for being different, but not everybody. You know what I mean? Like if you're gay, it's fine. If you want to get sex changed, it's fine. But the overall line should be like, as long as you're doing something that doesn't hurt other people, like you shouldn't have a problem with it. Like you know what I mean? Like let me give an example. My friend Jeff, okay, friend of mine for a long time. He's gay. He's getting married, and he invited me to come to his wedding. He's like, hey Adam, um, we've been friends for a long time. I would love for you to come to my gay wedding. He didn't call it that, but he was just like, come to my wedding. And I'm just like, all right, cool. That sounds great, man. I'd be honored to go. We've been friends for a long time. That's, that's great. Uh, where's it going to be? He's like, oh, it's going to be at the uh, Church of Scientology. Oh, what? I'm like, oh, boy. Um, is there going to be food there? Um, is going to be a catering company? He's like, oh, yeah, it's being catered by our favorite vegan restaurant. I'm like, uh, right. Um, 
is there going to be a band there? Any any live music? He's like, dude, we got like the world's best Jaden Smith cover band playing at my wedding. And I'm like, eh. he's like, don't worry, they sound just like him. I'm like, all right, great. Um, sorry, Jeff, I just don't feel comfortable exposing my children to your lifestyle choices, so I'm going to pass. You get the point I'm getting at? It's just like, you can get a sex change, or like, you can be gay and it's fine, but if you like the Entourage movie and Coldplay, like you're a faggot, you know, like, you should be able to like whatever you like, and if it's not a problem, like when Bruce Jenner became Caitlyn Jenner, it was like, oh my God, so brave, but when like we found out Caitlyn Jenner was like a registered Republican, we're like, hey, fuck you, monster, fucking freak. <laughs> um... So, um, I, uh, I watched, I'm watching Fargo, um, kind of late to the game, um, but, uh, the scene in the movie, right, where, like, you shoot, the, the guy gets shot, and then what do they do? They get up and they try to run away. Why do they do this every fucking time? Like, you just lie there. Like, if I got shot, I just lie there, and then just wait for the whole thing to go away, and then that'd be it. I don't get, because if you, they see you trying to get away and you're shot, you're not going to get away, they're going to shoot you. Like, if I had to go to war, like, if I was drafted to go to war, like, the second, like, we started, like, ground battle, like, I would immediately just, like, hit the ground and fall asleep. Like, it would look like I'm doing, like, a Muslim prayer. That's how much of a coward I would be. Like, I would just lie down on the ground and just pretend like I'm asleep until the entire war's over. And then I would come back to America, and I'd go to a restaurant, and the waiter would be like, sorry, it's going to be, like, a 15, 20-minute wait. I'd be like, I'm a fucking veteran, goddammit. Fucking, I want to be sick. You know what I've been through? All right, you guys, that's my time. Thank you so much. He's a veteran. I want to see you in a movie being a, being a supervillain. That's what I'm all my chips are. Uh, all, it's all, he's 100% supervillain now. Yay, Adam Pearlstein, yay. Our next comedian is a very nice lady, and I, she came up to me last night at, at Brainwash, and she goes, hey, Pam, how you doing? And I look at her, we're like, hey, with this blank look, and she's like, you don't remember me. I, I did your show last week, and I look at her with even a more blank look, and she goes, you were pretty wasted. <laughs> I was like, and now you know how it works. <laughs> yes, I remember you during happy hour, but at the end of Pamtastics, it's anybody's guess what's going on in my head. You guys are going to love her. She has amazing hair and great jokes. Bring it together for Amy Baboo. Um, yes, my name looks like Bibu. I'm Amy Bebo. Um, I could have written it phon phonetically for Pam, but <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm new to the city, and um, I just started kind of hanging out with somebody, so that's been interesting. And I realized that no matter what happens, like kind of if you go somewhere with a dude and you're sitting next to him, like people assume that you're a couple. And actually what happened to me is like I went somewhere with the dude and like I became black by association. Um, but luckily, it was by another comic and not by the cops. So I'm still here to be able to talk about it. So that's exciting. Um, but really, like, we were at a show, and we were, like, in the back, and this woman was, like, talking about race. And she's like, well, you know, there's only two black people in here right now. And I was just, like, looked at my friend. I'm like, there's only one black person in here. You know, and it's not that I don't want to be black. It's just that I don't have the melanin for it. You know, I, I'm, I'm like, I have a shortage of melanin and uh, no real desire to lose all my white privilege. You know, but other than that, I have no problem being black by association. Um, it's interesting too, like when he, when he comes to my house, cause it's kind of new, so like he's staying over, but like my roommates maybe don't know he's there. And I feel like I have to like escort him to the bathroom so he doesn't get like pepper sprayed. You know what I mean? <laughs> like someone's just gonna come out of their room and they're gonna be like, ah, shh. 
you know um it could happen you know like i just i don't want him to like be on his own out there in my house um and not that my roommates are racist um at all but you know just like an unexpected man of any kind in your house could get you pepper sprayed um so yeah, that's been going on. That's been interesting. Um, just like hanging out with somebody. I've been single basically since like the Jurassic age, you know, and we were pterodactyls, you know, and they mate for life. And not everybody remembers their past lives, but you know, that was my last time that I was in like a serious committed relationship. And it's just been like one lifetime after the next, like coming back to this earth. And I'm not that impressed with what we've done with the place. You know, I don't know. Like, I feel like the humans, like, we're just some kind of, like, gnarly tube-like parasites that are very ambulatory and destructive, you know? We're just, like, <laughs> sucking the resources of the earth through the one hole and then just, like, <laughs> like, pooping them out through the other one, just making this vast, like, sea of waste. It's, it's not that funny. I just, but I have the microphone. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, yay. Um, I liked who was talking about the FEMA camps. I was really scared about those in uh, 2008. When I first heard about that, I was like, oh my God, we're gonna all be in a FEMA camp like pretty soon. But so far, so good. Like, FEMA camp, not there yet, you know? Um, or the like, the trains, they like the FEMA camp website, and then there's the one with like the, they're like, trains, they're like, there's trains and they're gonna come, and they're gonna lock the people in the trains and stuff like that. So, luckily, that hasn't happened, like that version of the future. So, that's exciting. Um, but we're still making a lot of garbage. And uh, that's not super awesome. I don't know. Like, does anybody remember being born on this planet or choosing to come here? No, so it's like we're all in some kind of weird collective amnesia dream, you know, where like here we are, very again ambulatory, quite destructive, you know, like just kind of seeking pleasure, you know, which is fine, but it, it, it seems like we could be doing like more interesting shit, you know, because there's like really interesting people, but then, um, yeah, so I, I really want this to be my last lifetime, and so I'm trying to figure out how to like, you know, get as much pleasure seeking like crazy mischief as I can, but then also... Um, you know, not get reborn. So it's like I'm trying to like fucking walk that razor's edge of like mischief versus enlightenment, you know? So like read the words of the Buddha about how like sand in the wind, my mischief will blow back in my face. You know, I just put sunglasses on, you know, <laughs> and a little mask and, and I should be good. Um, yeah, I'm not sure like... I feel like everybody tonight is kind of like dying as soon as we hear that little like clown horn go off. It's like, I just don't know what to say. I feel like I have to come really fast, you know, or else like my man's going to leave me. So um, yeah, that's about it. That's all I got for you guys. Uh, stay uh, happy. Enjoy the food. And thanks so much, Pam Benjamin, for having us here. It's super Woo! awesome. Keep it going for Amy B. Boo. Telling us the truth, Amy Boo Boo. Yeah. Uh, your next comedian, I don't, I don't know if he, I mean he's still in college, so I think he's he's debating whether truth exists or not. I'm not sure what his major is, but I hope it's philosophy. Uh, it's it's you, Sanj. All right, clap your hands together, everybody. It's Sanj Noah. <laughs> Damn, that's really good. Uh, <laughs> I uh, realized I might be autistic uh, because I keep telling strangers I might be autistic. Uh, all right, what else was I gonna say? Oh, I spent uh, I spent some time in summer last in uh, China last summer, <clears throat> and 
I don't know if you guys know, but in China, they actually uh, play Airbud on the Food Network. And it's really good. It's good times. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I've been thinking about a term uh, that actually Ken used in, his in one of his jokes called assisted suicide. And I think it's really funny because I think it just might be murder. You know what I mean? Like O.J. Simpson just assisted his wife in some suicide. You know, he didn't want to, but then he caught her banging that other guy, and then he decided to help out, you know? That's like Bill, I, be, I, I think Bill Cosby might make that argument, you know? He didn't, like, I didn't rape anyone who's assisted sex. Uh, my friend uh, told me that uh, she, uh, she thinks she's gonna get into grad school because she had a dream about it. And I'm like, well, I had a dream about you. I don't know. Uh, where I can go in this level of creepiness. I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, filling it out as, as we go, guys. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, I uh, think it's funny how there are never terrorist attacks in, like, ghettos, you know? Like, Oakland, there's never a terrorist attack, ever. Like, I think, like, I just think it'd be funny if, like, ISIS bombed Oakland and, like, Obama had to call them up like, hello, it's Obama, you know? I'd just like to say uh, thank you. <laughs> for, <laughs> I'd just like to say thank you for what you did, you know? We really appreciate it. I think it'll be, I think that's what they say, you know? Just like the news comes, like, Mr. President, the entire Bay Area got nuked, except Oakland. No! I'm trying to think if I have anything else funny to say. That's honestly <laughs> what's going through my mind right now. I watch Pocahontas. Uh, it's a really good romance story. You know, uh, she stole his heart and he stole her land. And that's how <laughs> that, that kind of played out. Uh, let's see. I'm a little bit old-fashioned. Like whenever I see a young Arab with a, a young Arab person with a backpack, I run away, you know? I feel like Middle Eastern middle schools are just everyone running away from each other all, all the time. Uh, I saw a sign, I was walking on a school campus the other day and I saw a sign that said, uh, help get rapists off campus. And honestly, I think uh, helping rapists get off just might be the wrong way to go about things. <laughs> when you really think about it, I don't want that job. All right, guys, I'm going to leave you with that. Rape, pedophilia, there's nothing he won't touch. <laughs> your next comedian. Oh, man. I love it when you're angry. We'll see what happens tonight. He's been, he was angry last night. And Tony Sparks gave him a big pep talk. It was really lovely. Put your hands together, everyone, and love him up so much. He needs it. It's Ken Suzuki. Yay, Ken. So I'm 30 tomorrow. So I'm giving myself one more year to make something in my life before I just hang it up? Why keep milking the clock when you're not producing? Why keep milking the clock? You're just wasting all of our time. 
I got into stand-up. I got into stand-up because uh, my family is still alive and I'm too out of shape for porn. <laughs> I know you could think, yeah, you could work out, you could be a gigolo, but I'm an exhibitionist. It's not just the sex, it's the attention. <sighs> Chiropractors, are they all they're cracked up to be? I only asked, I got this chiropractic joke that I'm working on. It just needs more pop. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know. So monogamy's fun. I'm actually actually feeling emotional now. Um, the um, I actually forgot my set. Holy shit! What are you feeling emotional about? Oh Jesus! No, it's uh, you have to go start seeing doctors, you know, uh, when you get older. And I've not had good luck with them. Finally got to meet my girlfriend, just a gynecologist, and she was a real dick. Better though, because now I have to see a urologist now too, right? Better than my urologist though. What a fucking cunt. And my proctologist could have used more lube. Yeah, it's fisting jokes. Say what you want about them, they can get deep. That last one felt a little forced though. I don't know. So, I'm trying to spice things up in the bedroom. Now, my girlfriend and I, we've been getting to this new form of foreplay that some of you may have heard of. Waterboarding? Now, for those of you in this audience that don't know what waterboarding is, it's considered an illegal form of torture and interrogation by the international community. And we, as a nation, are despised for doing it. It's so hot. <laughs> and say what you will. Say what you will about waterboarding foreplay. It really gets them wet. <laughs> because nothing, nothing moistens the panties like a human rights violation. Yes, good old S&M. Good old S&M. Interracial S&M. Just me and a beautiful black chick that wanted me to chain and whip her. And I was like, whoa, you want me to chain and whip you? Isn't this a hate crime? And she said, no, no, Ken. That's my safe word. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Get the punerific Ken Suzuki. Puns for days. I love puns, so that's fantastic. Your next comedian. Uh, I will not tell you what his website is because it's he he gets mad at me when I blow his last punchline. So I'm just gonna say uh, you guys are gonna fall in love with the deep and sultry voice of Ed Ant. How dare you not mention my website, Pam? Well, well then, you're you're uh, you're making it super weird. 
I don't, I don't know why. I feel uh, you have something in for me. Maybe uh, you have a vendetta. I don't know what it is. I don't know. And I'm not concerned. Yeah. How about I just read to you fine folk from a little book I have? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. My name is Ed, and I'm a bit of a bum. I spend my days playing video games and smoking as much weed as I can get my hands on. And according to the city and county of San Francisco, I'm looking for work. <laughs> your, uh, your stone-faced demeanor does not impress anybody, all right? <laughs> I know that I'm smart enough to get a job in tech. I'm just not dumb enough to think that I'd like it. <laughs> Where I live, I'm in the thick of it. Drug dealers outside of my front gate. Heroin addicts leaving their needles everywhere. <laughs> and just when you think it's okay to get your chin up, you know, be happy anyway, there's a minefield of human shit all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm in love with an incredible woman, but I never hear anything back from her. I should stop dating deaf women. A former friend of mine explained to me the golden rule, which is, he who has the gold makes the rules. Now, I immediately explained to him the platinum rule. When you cite the golden rule to your friends, you don't deserve any. <laughs> Lifestyles of the poor and unlovable. <laughs> Clearly a fan favorite. Today I'm gonna to tell you about Jack Tandy. Jack Tandy was lured into a cult by the unignorable pull of his girlfriend's vagina. Yeah. Sadly, his heart is still hollow, much like his social life, because the cult that she pulled him into was a Westboro Baptist church. Everybody can be summed up with only one word. If you believe that, the word is moron. <laughs> I was in a conversation with a female friend of mine about prostitution. We both came to the same conclusion. You're only selling yourself if you work a nine to five. You heard the horn. That means only one thing. The website whose name Pam did not dare to mention. It's time for an ad. Aren't you even going to do your bit? Yes. It's time for an ad. It's time for an ad. 
Oh, why? Sorry about smashing your state. A while ago, I was a sad and lonely man, desperate for love and attention. But I found purpose in life. I found a meaning to stare at women throughout an entire set and tell them about how they can find love at JustMeAndChicks.com. Say it with me, JustMeAndChicks.com. Go there. Download the podcast that I did that I'm going to release this Sunday with Nicole Love. And buy a hoodie. Ed Ant, JustMeAndChicks.com. JustHimAndChicks.com. But it's JustMeAndChicks.com. See, I don't like saying it because I feel like just if I say JustMeAndChicks.com, I think that I want chicks with me. I don't want chicks. I don't need them. I've got a beautiful man. I don't want chicks around me anywhere. Uh, your next comedian, I don't think he's inside either. Jonathan, you want to you wanna tell Ian Kung that we actually made it around the horn to him? Quick, 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 like a bunny. Like a bunny, quick, quicker. Ian, Ian left. Cole Chapman's still here. Hey, guys. Here we go. We're going to move through it. If you're on the list, we got Cole, Jacob, Sid, uh, Dan. We can get through all you guys. Here we go. Let's do it. Clap your hands together. It's Cole Chapman. Oh, hey, I didn't even expect to go. I just sort of showed up, and then apparently I got on the list. That's cool. I like how this works. See if I can quickly remember my jokes. Oh. David Ross not here anymore. He loves my topical jokes. I work in the newspaper. Oh, as everybody leaves. <laughs> we'll see you guys. It's been great. Nice talking to you. You're not going to beat this hot material. Uh, oh, who knows E-40? Who's a big fan of the bear? Yeah, E-40. He just released his new uh, 40, which seems like he should have, like, he's got a large catalog of alcohols. It seems like the 40 should have been like the first on the, yeah, right? Uh, apparently, that's not the case because uh, he started off with a wine, Earl Stevens Collections. Yeah, for real, yeah, that, that's his, Pam says knowingly. <laughs> it's like, yo, you buy Earl Stevens Collections? <laughs> anyway, so uh, the reason he, he uh, started with wine is so like he could class up his image before he starts selling 40-ounce malt liquor, which seems like a smart move. Uh, except for the part where he's E-40 and his catchphrase is Ugh. Like you cannot introduce any element of class if your catchphrase sounds like a retarded cow. It's just not like, Ugh, buy my wine. It's like, no, dude. I'm not, like what did you put in that? Absolutely not. My favorite 40 is uh, Old English. Anybody like Old English in here? Great. Hey, one guy in the back. I'm with you, dude. Uh, old English, if you don't know, it's got an E at the end of old uh, to let you know that we should have stopped drinking it 200 years ago. That's a joke. Let's move on. <laughs> Boy. You guys excited for the Super Bowl? Super Bowl 50? You gave a face that says, no, I'm not. <laughs> not a chance. Just a slanted, pursed lips. Nah. Uh, San Francisco is really excited because uh, it's in Santa Clara and the guy says close enough. Uh, but they're doing like this beautification stuff. Have you like seen, there's like signs and they're like, 
trying to like like they're doing a horrible job it's like san francisco trying to get ready for the super bowl is like a teenager trying to clean up his room as his mom's like walking up the stairs to like fucking like uh throw sand over the poop uh shit hey homeless guy get on the bed like we have no idea what we're doing dude we're like three weeks from the super bowl and we're just starting now it's ridiculous like dude you gotta plan ahead <laughs> we're spending 4.8 million dollars on this shit and we're just like like waking up like oh fuck like trying to run it's like it's ridiculous Get your shit together, guys. And like the biggest thing they're doing is like planting plants at the old mint building and then throwing sand in tree banks. It's like someone's gonna walk by the first time, like, oh wow, the sand and these trees. It's like, dude, there's like a guy screaming at me, like, <laughs> like right here. And then there's another guy right next to him still screaming at me. Let's stop this riff. Let's move on. Hey, guys. North Korea. Hey, Pam, you're gonna be excited about this one. You hear about North Korea's, uh, New, uh, the claim, not the H-bomb thing, but the uh, hangoverless alcohol. Wow. Yeah, they, exactly. Horn for that. Um, this is going to be a terrible joke, but hey, let's move on. Why am I spoiling it already? Uh, so they claim that they're, they have a uh, hangoverless alcohol and not, like, people aren't buying it. Like, I don't believe that. Yeah, I know. Not believing it. Uh, and I don't see what the problem is. They've had foodless farms for years. It's not a, not a, hey, got to laugh. All right, cool. Um, final thing I want to talk about in my topical ass set, Sarah Palin. Yeah, you see this? She, uh, yeah, she's stumping for Trump now, which was like the headline, which is like a horrible headline. He stumped for Trump. It rhymes, but Jesus Christ. Uh, so she's uh, she endorsed Trump, like lately, which is like ridiculous, because I can't go into a job interview for like a job I want, and like blow the interview completely, and they're like, well. Like, uh, you insulted your way through the entire interview. You look terrible. You look like a radioactive potato, like, fell down the stairs called Life Alert, and then just, they never came. Like, you, as I drop the mic stand off the stage, uh, like, you don't really know what you're doing. I don't think you're in any way qualified for this job. And then I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What if a blind raccoon said I'd be good at this. It's like, dude, you're, that's less qualified. You can't just bring up a less qualified person and be like, yo, this guy's good. And then like all of a sudden we're cool with that. I'll work on that joke for next time. All right, guys, see you later. You've been great. Thanks. Gold Chapman. All these jokes uh, are only appropriate for this week. Perfect. Well, he's, he's darling. He's appropriate for every week. Gold Chapman, yay. All these young kids coming through tonight, I feel like an old lady. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he's great. He's been coming all the time. I finally know how to pronounce his name. I'm very excited about that. Put your hands together. It's Jakob Van Der Wilk. Yay! Yay! Oh, yeah, I feel like I'm making, I'm making moves, you know? Making big moves. Got the name going, Pam? Awesome. I figured out how to pronounce your name real quick. Just <laughs> Pam. <laughs> I mean, shit. I could say that name blackout drunk. Just like, how many ways could it go wrong? Just like Pam, Map. I don't know. Still, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I'm a little. I don't know. I feel. I feel fuck. You know. You know. You ever felt that way? Anyways, I was involved in a little car accident the other day. Yeah, I know. I feel. It's just. It's two days after. I don't know. I'm sure you all work out. You look like it. You look like a fit crowd. You know, after you work out really hard, it's, it's, it's two days after that you feel the most sore, right? 
Yeah, I, ju- I just feel like I got tackled by a Tongan or just like just my face hurts. Just it's terrible. But uh, you know, I feel worse about uh, you know. I just you come to mutiny and you have conversations with people. And I was outside, and uh, I was talking with this unnamed gentleman. He's like, uh, I'm just gonna stop you, cause. Uh, I don't think you're that guy, but you could be a racist, you know? And I'm just like, all right, yeah. You know, I mean, we weren't talking about, you know, fucking fresh choice. We were talking about race, but, you know, still, I mean, good Lord. I don't know. He said something about the eyes. Maybe it's my white ethnic name. But I don't know. It's just that I, I don't know. He said, I, could be, I think it's just because I'm friendly. It's a little off-putting, you know? Just like, this guy's too interested in my fucking ethnic background. <laughs> He's just trying to fact-find so when he, you know, goes on his racist diatribes, he has some fucking ammo to hurl at people. But, I, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Just, I'm interested. I'm inter- I grew up in a diverse area, you know, the East Bay, around a lot of different, you know, ethnic groups, white people, brown people drugged out people, <laughs> black people, I don't know. But uh, I just, I do, I, I feel guilty. I have white, you know, I have this guilt, you know, and I don't know what it is. I mean, uh, maybe it started when I was younger. Um, I played basketball, and uh, I went to a small charter school that was affiliated with another uh, elementary school. Anyways, they wanted me to try out for the team, and I was scared because I knew the coach, and he was scared, and he was a liar because he'd tell the kids he's going to bring them Gatorade to practice, and he never did. And uh, I was like, I don't want to play for a man like that. But uh, I showed up anyways, and uh, we were doing a drill, and I was, you know, descending, and another player was going up. And uh, somehow I managed to get my braces caught in his Nice, fresh cornrows, you know? It's ter- it was just terrible for everybody, you know? Do you know what that's like to be stuck to the back of another kid's head? Stuck with your face. Then you have to rip them out slowly because it's just braces and cornrows. My point is that I felt terrible about it, you know? <laughs> because I knew how much effort was put in to that hairdo, you know? <laughs> hours and hours. And I knew he was going to have to go back to his mom or his auntie or grandmother or who knows. He's going to miss valuable study time and might not do well in the star testing. It's become another statistic. Anyways. I'm here now. I'm sure he's doing all right. Or maybe he has a couple baby mamas and he's working at Foot Locker, Southland Mall. I don't know, but anyways, thank you. Have a good night. Yaga Badderwilk. All right. We have a couple comedians left, and it's her dream. She finally got up. It's so funny. I told people, oh, I just don't think there's room. I don't think there's room. But we fucking moved through it tonight, everybody. Like champions. 
Uh, before you guys all leave, don't leave. Please, please, please stick around for the showcase from 8 to 10. We have uh, visiting headliner Andy Picaro all the way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's going to be amazing. Also, Steve Poggi, is, uh, he's filming a new set next week, so he's going to do it tonight, which is going to be incredible. We have David Solowitz all the way from uh, San Jose Beyond, and Noah Gain is also coming. It's going to be a great, great show. And then after that, we're going to do a couple other, if you want to stick around, we have an open mic at the end of that just for fun. Um, but I'm bribing you. If you do stay, I'm going to bribe you with, um, with CBD punch. So I'm just saying, like, please stay for the showcase. Don't just, like, leave. And We have food. I'm going to give you drugs. Stick around. But stick around right now and laugh at her jokes wildly. You guys are going to love her. Clap up it up for Lael Gold. Yay! Thank you guys so much. What a sweet audience. Um... Just, you know, just typical comedy hostility coming from me to you. That's, that's how I like to start on my set. Sweethearts in the room. Uh, not a heckler among you, I can tell. You guys, I am so self-actualized. I'm so, like, I live so in the moment that I have done everything on my bucket list. Except euthanasia. Specifically, I want to go out via autoerotic asphyxiation because, you know, then I can come and go at the same time. Yeah. Um, you guys, you think your lives are hard? Try being a manic pixie dream middle-aged woman. <laughs> I mean, just doing the splits out on Harrison just now in uh, my gauzy blouse and go-go boots, it almost killed me. Uh, they don't actually exist. I, as a manic pixie dream middle-aged woman, I have a lot of costume changes because I got to keep the young men on their toes. I don't know. Um, well, that means I got to jump to a dirty joke. Please prepare yourselves because the rest of these are super clean. But um, no, uh, recently a woman asked me, how come your skin is so good? And I said, it's because I drink the blood of millennials. And then I said, well, not exactly the blood, but um, any that didn't work. Cause why? Because he walked in. Um, no, just one specific millennial. I'm not coming onto this whole room because I really wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. Now, it sounds like I'm saying I would, but I really wouldn't. Pam knows that about me. I wouldn't. Um, so those of you in here who listen to NPR already know what a fecal transplant is. You do. But for all of you Live 105 listeners, let me, l allow, allow me to explain. A fecal transplant is when they take the shit of another person and they shove it up inside of you. <laughs> this is a real medical procedure. It actually heals a lot of serious illnesses, colitis, IBS, Crohn's, all of that shit gets healed. It even helps with obesity. And when I mention that, I really make a point of not looking at any audience member specifically, because I don't want to stress you out about your weight problem, sir. Um, no, but you know what? You know, that's, that's great that they have figured, oh, I forgot to, hi, Dad. Fuck you, motherfucker. I thought this was a nice audience, but no, it's an audience that has to talk to their asshole father. He raped you when you were eight. You'll wake up to it in 10 years, sir. It's gonna be hard when he wakes up to that. But anyway, you guys will be there for him because I can tell you've bonded with him deeply this evening. So no, back to the fecal transplant. This is true, they actually recently figured out how to administer that in pill form. 
And, you know, I think that's really nice. That's all very well and good. They can save lives. But what am I supposed to say to my enemies now? <laughs> Eat shit and live? That doesn't work. That doesn't work for me. Um, let's see. What other jokes are written on the piece of paper? Oh, okay. This is a little apropos of nothing. But, you know, a, a lot of people, speaking of shit, a lot of people think, generally religious people think, God is the shit. They think, you know, nothing, nothing better than God, the highest, the greatest, etc. Little known fact, God is actually something of a sad sack. He has some self-esteem issues. He does. Thank you. So, for, so if I get quiet and just become still and listen, I can actually hear God saying, ineffable. I think I'm very effable. Um, no, but seriously, somebody needs to sleep with God already. He has not gotten laid since the first century. And she was a virgin. So you know it wasn't that good. I mean, the guy made the Grand Canyon. That's got to be worth a hand job. No? Um, anyway, have another joke explaining why God actually is a person with a dick. But I'm not going to do that now because the thing went off. And this coda is ruining what was actually a reasonably OK set. Thank you so much. Let go. We had time. We have time for one more. And he's been hanging out. Here's the thing about comedy, guys, new, especially new comedians. Even if they tell you there's no room, just stick it out like those last two comedians did because everyone else left. And uh, now we get to them. The people that fucking stick around. He stuck around. I hope he sticks around for longer, but you guys are going to laugh at his jokes. It's Matthew Quirk. That's right, San Francisco. Stick around all desperate and lonely on a Friday night with nothing else to do but stick around for desperate, lonely crumbs at the end of the evening. All right, San Francisco. It's great to be here where you put the hip in hypocrisy. I love it here. I love it here where eco-friendly living meets a totally unsustainable lifestyle. <laughs> Great city you got here. Great city. Where a housing boom is somehow causing homelessness. It's magical, magical place you got here, San Francisco. I love it here. All right, I'm killing politically, so I'm going to continue to kill politically here. I've been watching you know, certain segments of some of these presidential debates and I guess I'm just not going to hear it. I have to come to grips with it. It's something that I, I've been listening for, important to my people, but you're just not going to hear it from the Democratic nominee for president, and you're just not going to hear it from the Republican nominee for president. So I'm going to have to say it here on the most current form of tr communication there is, radio. <laughs> Ginger lives matter. Oh. Hashtag ginger lives matter. I'm talking about the other red meat. <laughs> now, I know there's a lot of hashtag lives matter out there. And in the face of Martin Luther King, I don't really want to, you know, hey, what's up? But with all the shenanigans that's going on, they're just trying to keep the brown and the black man down with all this sort of stuff. They're actually trying to make the ginger man go extinct. I keep on hearing about how there's only so many generations of breeding left before all that's left of the gingers in the world is gonna be the highlights in some lucky chick's hair. And that's it. 
And global warming caused by the man. Global warming, let's face it, that's just hooking a brother up, right? What kind of future is there for a ginger in a global warming world? We're doomed. I even saw this thing on Facebook where they're trying to get all the gingers to meet one Saturday afternoon in Dolores Park. Do you know how sunny it gets in Dolores Park? That was a fucking setup, man. They're trying to wipe us out in one clean sweep. But I didn't fall for it. But you know, since I'm not going to hear from the president and I'm not going to hear from any politicians, I've got to stand up for my people and I've got to take the G word back. And you white people have been using it a little too liberally this season. And I don't want to hear it anymore. And I don't want to hear, hey, it's cool. My cousin's a ginger, so I can say it. (laughs) You cannot say it. And I sure as hell don't want to hear, I said ginger, not ginger. So it's cool. It is not cool. That's our word. That's our word. Don't make a ginger snap up here. Show my Irish. Show it quick. But you know, since I heard the horn, time to wrap it up. I have a solution to save gingers for all eternity. It's a solution you're not going to hear from the Democratic nominee for president. And you're sure as hell not going to hear from Republican nominee for president. So I'm going to say it here. And that is, please, fuck a ginger. Thank you, San Francisco. Matthew Quirk, Ginger Lives Matter. Yes, bringing race to the forefront. Those poor redheaded stepchildren. My Lord. Uh, Thank you guys for being a part of Happy Hour tonight. This was very exciting, and it was a great show, and I'm so glad everybody was here. Please stay for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse, where we have a bunch of great comedians that want to perform for you, and they're going to be amazing. David Solowitz, uh, Noah Gain, Jordan Sermonera, Steve Poggi, and all the way from Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Andy Picaro. I'm going to do a sit at the set at the top of it, too. I just took a shit ton of vaporizers. I have no idea what's going to happen to my set. I just got so fucking high. I just took like 12 rips off a of vaporizer in here. So it's a happy hour for me right now. See you guys next week. Bye. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoke it. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast got I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at MutinyRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Did you know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year? If all Americans switched to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. 
Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. (laughs) 